Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for today's very special episode, we have an interview with comedian Jordan Klepper about his new show. Which is aptly named Klepper. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bad crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, everyone. We are so excited for this very special episode. Um, Guys, with us today, he is the host of the brand new Comedy Central docuseries called Klepper. You might also remember him as a correspondent on The Daily Show from his special, Jordan Klepper Solves Guns, from his show, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper, or from Teaching Me 101 Improv seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's Jordan Klepper. Hey, that was very good. Say yes to any new ideas. Mm-hmm. and expand off of that. But <laughs> okay, other than that, you. <laughs> you really created an open environment for people to build off of. Thank you. Yeah. You okay. really put Klepper in everything that you do. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I really do, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a lack <laughs> of creativity. By the end, it's just like, this is who I am. Uh-huh. I don't have time to come up with a mm-hmm. title. Let's just let's just do it. It's all uh, about branding. Truly Trumpian. <laughs> it, it really is. You know, I, I've been trying to hide it for years, but in reality, it's like, if you put your last name on stuff, mm-hmm. eventually the populace gets behind it. Yeah, yeah you become president. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. This is awesome. Honestly, the start to that. You're if, seeing it. You're calling out the game plan, but that's what's going to happen. Give me four years. If we go to your house, does it just say, like, Klepper on the front? <laughs> Klepper on the front, and you walk mm-hmm. into the Klepper bathroom. There's a Klepper bedroom. Uh-huh. Uh, the Ivanka yep. Trump spa, which you just call the Ivanka Trump that's, spa. I, I, I don't want to take anything away from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have okay. Klepper steaks all the time. <laughs> Klepper ties, Kle- Klepper clothes. It's just Klepper everywhere, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm sorry that Klepper Airlines went under. I'm really sorry to you hear know about that. You know what? It was a bad investment. I'm mm-hmm. I'm open to that. You know, yeah. I, but Klepper Taco Bowls is making killing <laughs> right now. So uh, you know, onward, upward. Um, so, all right. So let's get into the show. Let's do it. <laughs> By the time this podcast comes out, it will have already aired on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So how do you expect that you will be feeling? At that time. So I'm imagining Thursday, right? Yeah, now. you're imagining mm-hmm. yourself. I guess imagine yourself on Friday. Okay, so it's Friday. Yeah, you've seen the show, it aired, it's Friday. How do you feel? You know, I feel a sense of relief to mm-hmm. some degree. Uh, the the baby that is this show has been birthed unto the world. Yep. Um, and like any little baby that's starting to figure itself out, you know, I'm a little bit... I, I It's relief mixed with nerves because mm-hmm. is this baby going to eat something that I left on the floor and <laughs> become sick? Uh, is this, When does this baby start crawling? Do mm-hmm. I need to buy books about this baby? So mm-hmm. I'm, at this point, I'm probably going to see if there's books about what to do when you're expecting a second season of a show. Great. <laughs> Are yeah. you checking Twitter all the time? Or you, do you look at oh, reviews boy, that's, and stuff? I, I try not to, yeah. but I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's... I'm sure... I'm sure Friday, I'm like, did people like it? I, yeah. hope they, I hope they liked it. We worked on it for a while. Do, do people enjoy it? Yeah. And then I'll put it down. I'll be like, just go out. Just take a walk. And then I'll take a walk, and then I'll pull up my phone again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so... I guess Friday is going to be an internal battle. Of, yeah. do, I, do I give over to my worst demons or do I or I become mm-hmm. at one with New York? So it's probably worst demon time. Yeah. yeah. I'm imagining myself on Friday and I liked it and I'm tweeting that I liked it. Great. I'm tagging you in the tweet so that you get the positive affirmation. <laughs> this is, and, and now I'm, I'm reading that tweet and I'm like, do I know tagging? And I'll retweet with the comment but for some reason the URL shows up in the tweet and it looks like And now I'm confused and it looks bad uh, and the GIF isn't attached. Exactly. Now I'm doing Instagram Instagram and I'm trying to do Instagram stories, but I still feel really, really mm-hmm. confused as to how those even work. So, hmm. my mom just started doing Instagram stories this weekend. Really? Oh, good. But she shares them only with close friends. And oh, I was surprised good. that she knows how to use that feature. 
is that is that a nice way to connect with your mother? I feel yeah. like Instagram is the best app for family connections. <laughs> <laughs> My mom certainly likes it. She comments a lot, and now she's getting into the stories. She was on a trip in Italy. She started posting the story. I'm happy for her. She's doing it. Yeah. I, my mom is doesn't do much on the social media. Mm-hmm. She she will retweet, but she doesn't she doesn't put something out in the into the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom has two Facebook accounts because one is logged in on her computer and one is logged in on her phone and she cannot figure out how to log in or out of the other. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both equally active <laughs> Facebook um. accounts. <laughs> it's very cute. So for those who don't know, what is this what is the Klepper show? The Klepper show. It's, or just Klepper. It, yes. Or just what Klepper. is Klepper? What is Klepper? The question I've been asking my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it's an entire... I, I wanted to do a show where I go out into the field. It's an entirely field-based show. It's a docu-series. It's one of the first ones Comedy Central has done. And so I used to do field pieces for The Opposition, for The Daily Show, mm-hmm. where I'd go out, tell a story over six minutes. But we wanted to do, take an entire episode, find stories that aren't getting told. And what we started to find is we began covering essentially activism uh, and try to go to the front lines of activists so we we did an episode with uh people who uh pipeline jumpers who travel around the pipelines and lock themselves to pipelines we did an episode with uh, uh vets dealing with ptsd by mm-hmm. getting into professional wrestling did an episode with a group of undocumented students who are uh fighting to go to public uh college mm-hmm. in georgia did and an that's episode the episode where you got arrested and that's why i mm-hmm. went to the clink mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so how was that? That was that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> were you? Did you have like a if I get arrested contingency plan, or were you? Were I've you always surprised? had that, and it's <laughs> primarily p- panic. Yeah. <laughs> that was a you know I spent some time with these students, and mm-hmm. they're really inspiring students who just want to go to college. They pay taxes. Mm-hmm. They want to go to college to learn so they can they can give back to their community. And Georgia's a place that doesn't allow undocumented students and students with DACA to go to uh, the major public colleges. And so I was really kind of taken by their story and they they were looking for people to sort of give them a voice. And there are a bunch of faith leaders, uh, teachers kind of came together and we went to what was the Board of Regents meeting, which was where they uh, they basically hold these students uh, futures in their hands. Mm -hmm. And uh, the faith leaders stood up and continued a prayer that already began that sort of was uh, asking for people to pay attention to the voice of these students. And so kind of in that moment, I was like, I'm I'm going to be a part of this group. and then they lock you up, and then you're like, <laughs> I, "I hope my producers, my producers yeah. are fine. They know they know who to call, yeah. what to have." Because yeah, once you go to jail, there's they don't give you a whole lot of uh, information as yeah. to what's happening on the outside or what you should do at that point. And they're not are they not receptive to you being like, "I'm actually on a show. Um, <laughs> we're actually filming a show right now." <laughs> they about four hours in, I was sort of in general population, if mm-hmm. you will, and was kind of moved around from cell to cell with some of the people I was protesting with, mm-hmm. and then some other people who had been arrested that day, just in in the general. Atlanta area and then they pulled me out they're like do you have a TV show and I was like oh I I do I do and they're like come with me and they take me to a separate cell they lock me in the separate cell and I'm sort of like oh I wanted to be with the people but you know I guess I'm I guess I'm a you know I have a TV show so I'm a comedian so I'll be in my separate cell (laughs) I was there for like 30 45 minutes and they come back and they're like you're fine. We'll just send you back to the general population. <laughs> so we like, took a poll, and everyone said it was fine. Yeah, like, yeah it's fine. Yeah, not not that famous. Nobody nobody's seen your show or the stuff you've done, so we don't yeah, really care. I do wonder what conversation was happening during that time. If they were googling you, and they're like, okay, they're like, let's watch his videos. I don't know. Uh, this is. It feels like he's he's niche at best. Yeah. Well, so. he's heavily branded. It's yeah. all of his stuff is coming up. It's easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> were you the, were the only one from your crew that was arrested? So I was the 
Yes, uh, uh, it was it was me, and then it was four or five pastors from mm-hmm. rural, from the community, local faith leaders. It was two teachers at Freedom University who teach the students, mm-hmm. and it was the, uh, and then a couple other people who were from the community who who were arrested, um, and the rest of my crew. What I found out afterwards were waiting outside the jail throughout the day. A lot of the students were waiting outside of the uh, jail as well to welcome the people when they came out. But then I, I went back and I watched a lot of footage, and <laughs> most of the day was spent um, hanging out. I saw footage of the students learning how to make balloon animals with my sound guy, who was just <laughs> teaching them how to do balloon animals in the parking lot. Uh, other than that, I'm sure they cared about me and thought about me the, yeah. the entire 12 hours. Well, at least I got a scale out of like having to yeah. wait there. Exactly, you know? right? I don't know how to make balloon animals. They're always learning. And so it was like, now they know how to make balloon animals. They're funny at parties. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I had that experience as well. Hey, guys, we just wanted to pop into this episode to let you know that we are doing a live show right here in New York City. It's going to be at Caroline's on Broadway. It's on May 22nd at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And tickets are normally $20. But if you go to Betches.co slash Caroline's and put in the promo code COFEFE, you can get tickets for $10. Wow. That's yeah. COFEFE. C-O-V-F-E-F. we all remember i know what that's from i know what it's from yeah so wednesday may 22nd at 7 p.m at caroline's on broadway Mm -hmm. promo code cofefe for ten dollar tickets get those motherfucking tickets yeah and we'll see you on the 22nd how did you find the different activist groups that you were going to be working with or like what if, did you have like criteria like oh we wanted to be a group that maybe no one's heard of or yeah how did you like hone in on which groups you were going to work with we were looking for big topics uh, that we cared about mm-hmm. one and then uh, because it's more of a docu-series it had to go beyond just like an interesting fun story it had to be something that like we we could spend time with these characters. The characters had a lot of gray areas and a unique story to tell. But also a big part of it was I wanted to I wanted to go on one of their actions, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I wanted to quite literally go to one of the protests. With those students, I also marched on the MLK Day uh, parade in Atlanta. Uh, the pipeline protesters, I went out in the bayou with mm-hmm. them. The the wrestlers, I got in the ring with them. Uh, I think like with the, we did a, a episode on legalized marijuana in California. I went on deliveries with them. Like, it was all about, is there something that I could not just watch from afar, but be alongside it so that I'm, we're, we're capturing a moment as it's happening as opposed to just a retelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was that, was your decision to go into doing like field pieces based on kind of like your time in The Daily Show where you like, this is what I really enjoy? Because it seemed like, you know, when I was watching The Daily Show and you were on it, you seemed to really love doing mm-hmm. the field pieces. Like well, it seemed like you're. Yeah. And then you had all those viral Trump rally videos. Yes. Yeah. I was. I spent a lot of time at those yeah. rallies. I will say, <laughs> I, I I really do like being out in the field. Mm-hmm. You go to the story, spend time with uh, real America, if mm-hmm. you will, and let them tell that story back to you. So this was kind of an opportunity for us to to uh, play around in that world, but it was also sort of also reading the tea leaves of 2019. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, we have, and and also the kind of. I, I, I would go into those pieces heavily playing a character or irony, sarcasm, mm-hmm. or what have you. I think we're getting more and more sick of the, the fake chaos that is out there and mm-hmm. lots of like actual real stories. So within this, it was like, you know, I've done enough stuff where I've been in New York 
talking about what's happening out there. Let's actually go to see real stories with real people. I'll 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 have fun and make jokes out there, mm-hmm. but I won't be so ironically detached from it because it feels like right now we we could we could use a little bit of space for those people to tell their stories. Yeah, yeah. Like genuinity or genuinity. Yeah, the genuinity. Very important. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we can call the episode Jordan Glover on genuinity. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my genuinity when I was uh, nineteen, and it was something. I, I'll never forget. And now I'm trying to kind of be born again into my genuinity. Yeah, I think everybody's going through that born again genuinity. <laughs> so you went across the country. What 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 kind of surprised you the most, or what 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 affected you the most? I think like we we talk to people with uh, points of view that I agree with, and people points of view I do not agree mm-hmm. with. I will say what is genuinely moving is like on all those sides there is a um, a spirit of resistance that exists in this country that is inspiring like I care and I like to think of myself as progressive who wants to make a difference but I'm often in New York I'm watching from afar doing what I can from a couch and then mm-hmm. you go out there and you see people who are actually taking action and sometimes it might be the mo- not the most perfect action sometimes it might not be an action that you see yourself doing but mm-hmm. uh, and it might not even be a point of view that fully you agree with but you see these folks who want to change the America that they see and you see them uh, trying to do something about that and I think that was that was very humanizing mm-hmm. and I had the luxury with the show to spend a week with people as opposed to a day and the longer you spend with people, spoiler alert, people are three-dimensional. Uh-huh. There's a lot of gray areas of that one bad guy that I might have only got to see for a second in the Trump rally. Now we're going back to people and like, let's let's fill them out as humans so that so that it doesn't feel like the divide is so wide. Yeah. Yeah. And that I feel like that is something, again, going back to what you were saying before, that I just feel like people are craving right now. Like I think because Things are so polarized and so crazy. Just providing a way to be like, oh, I understand people now mm-hmm. is so nice. I think people are craving that. I think so. I think yeah. we want we want stories and we want connection. I think it's mm-hmm. something we've always wanted. And so, um, especially now when all you see is just fighting and all you see is politics. Like, yeah. there's politics and all of this stuff that we're we're covering, but but it's more about the people who are living underneath the politics. So it's not just uh, people up on Capitol Hill who are fighting and bickering day in and day out, and it's not. Uh, Trumpism and the little tweet he sent out and what have you. Yeah. It's like, how does this actually affect people on a day-to-day? And and that, I think, is very humanizing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I fix America. Long story short. <laughs> yeah, long story you watch short. This show, so if I'm looking back on Friday, I'm I'm happy because I'm mm-hmm. fixing America. Yeah. I just don't know, but I'm, I'm seeing if other people on social media mm-hmm. have realized that yet. Trump watched the show. He's like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I feel, you know, I feel like a jerk. <laughs> Do you know what I've been doing? What oh did somebody God. tell me? There's these wonderful people out here. <laughs> okay, you know what, guys? I'm going to take a day. <laughs> and I'll be back and I'm going to make some changes. That's what I hope. And that's what Friday. He's, he's yeah. going to take a day. <laughs> yeah, and then on um, when this podcast comes out on Saturday, mm-hmm. he'll be like, he'll, that'll be, he'll be making the changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friday will be the infamous Trump day of reflection <laughs> nobody saw it coming yeah he, he's just like guys i feel really bad <laughs> i've been a monster like oh, oh my god mea culpa you know what mea culpa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kids in cages i'm looking back on that that's terrible I, uh, listen I, li- I i gotta i gotta go read some briefs oh my god. i gotta on my desk this big that I need to take a look at. This is the change that's coming. I can feel it. <laughs> hey, sup, listeners. So, as you probably heard us talk about, we are going to RuPaul's Drag Con. And we finally have the date and time of our 
panel. We will be performing on Saturday, March 25th at 4 p.m. in downtown L.A. at the Los Angeles Convention Center. RuPaul will be there. Your favorite queens will be there from RuPaul's Drag Race. And a bunch of other fucking fun panels and shows. They'll be doing some live performances. And you'll also get to see us. So if you go to Betches.co slash DragConTix, you can get a 10% discount code with promo code Betches. And again, our panel is on Saturday, March 25th at 4 p.m. You can get a single day ticket or you can get a ticket for the whole weekend. It's up to you, really. But it doesn't stop there. Come have a drink with us at the Sup Happy Hour at Pattern Bar that same day, May 25th at 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. You get happy hour prices during those two hours as well as a glass of champagne as you walk through the door because we're fucking classy. You can get tickets for the happy hour at Betches.co slash SupHappyHourLA. All these links are in the description to make your lives a little bit easier. And, you know, just come drown your political woes with us. Well, I mean, I want to know more about the when you were on the bayou. Oh, yeah. okay. What happened right. with that? With the with the poli- like a po- police boat chase kind of thing happened. Yeah, right? let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I, oh my god! Uh, you know what? The world is a dangerous place. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I talk in in lo- uh, you know lofty terms about how mm-hmm. great it is to go out into America, but America can be very dangerous. And so, I there, there are a group of protesters in Louisiana who have been trying to stop the Bayou Bridge pipeline, um, and they do it by literally going to the construction site, locking themselves up to the pipeline to try to stop construction and so I went out with them uh, spent the night in their camp which is like a top secret location that we have to get brought to you wake up at 2am you drive an hour into the bayou you then get onto these boats and you go an hour up the bayou seeing alligators along the way you didn't bring enough flashlights or life preservers and it's scary as a guy who like wants to be out there but doesn't yeah. feel comfortable being yeah. out there. Uh, I'm immediately a little spooked as we're going down the beautiful bayou at like at that point, 4.35 in the morning. Um, and we come up on the, the site where the pipeline is going to be. And the whole purpose of that day was to arrive at the pipeline before the workers arrive so they could begin their direct action protest. And we would, we would watch it. And as we pull up, there's lights there already. And there's a boat that is either security or police boat that was patrolling. And so we pass by and the boat takes a loop to try to follow us. They speed off, and then they take a big. Our driver takes a big turn, and it turns into the wake that had uh, that occurred because of the the boats passing. And we hit the wake, and I don't know if it's because of the police boat or because of a bad driver move on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we hit the wake and we take on a ton of water and we start going down. Oh my god! Minutes after seeing like alligator eyes, you're like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> and it's pitch black. And so immediately, and you, you'd be amazed how fast boats can sink. Like we we go from we're taking on water to that's a lot of water mm-hmm. to. Fuck, we're sinking. Yeah. It was not the Titanic. It was not the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the t- yeah you watch the Titanic, you got a couple hours. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can make connections with your friends mm-hmm. down in steerage. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can have like a couple. There's like a lot of. The whole second VHS is sinking. Yeah. Really. The whole sinking. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's the whole second VHS. Yeah, that water came in. I was like, oh, there's so many storylines we have yet to even wrap yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns out not true. The water comes in and we started going down and immediately they, they hightail it to try to make it to the side. As it's sinking and and we're going as fast as we can to try to get to on shore. We get about 10 feet away from the shore. An overhanging tree knocks me and uh, the equipment off the boat. Oh, my God. They run into the side. The boat sinks. I swim. I grab the floating boxes of cameras. <sighs> we throw all of the stuff uh, uh, on land, able to save a few of them. We lose a handful of others. And then we find ourselves basically there for the rest of the day 
trying to we couldn't we, we we bailed out the boat but the engine was ruined and we're in the middle of nowhere and there's police boats going up and down because they heard there was disturbance and the protesters were with doesn't don't want to be seen by the police mm-hmm. so they're all hiding back into the forest I'm freaked out because I don't know how I'm going to get off there. Like, as much as I'm there for the cause, I'm also very much there for my cause, yeah. which is not being there. <laughs> and so, like you, sort of that was it was a it was a good lesson for us. Like, it's hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really hard out there, and protesting, especially people are willing to put their lives on the lines, the, their lifestyles on the lines. And some people are there for the community. Some people are there for the cause. The the, the best of them are there for all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't always go the way you want it to. And I think that's something I consistently saw is like best laid plans can leave you in the drowning in the bayou for, for a day. But that yeah. doesn't mean you can't still go out the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think they did. I did not. <laughs> the next day I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm, it's time for me to go back yeah. to New York. Are you like assessing your like life survival skills in that moment where you're like, what knots can I tie? Like, oh, yeah. what's going you are. On? You're like, what do I know how to do? And it's like very little. Yeah. I feel like I know. I mean, you knew how to swim, so that was there good. You go. Swim, swim, swim is great. How deep is the bayou? Is, is it like? Can you stand up in it? So that's what I don't get. I think where we. But you're sunk, taller, so you might. I'm be able ta- to stand the up bayou is remarkably wider than I thought. It it was. It's probably where we were. Uh, 40 yards wide mm-hmm. so it's wide i don't know how deep that would get mm-hmm. but it's it wasn't stay i was standing by the, when i was close to the shore but i'm sure it's 15 20 at some point mm-hmm. uh so it's it's substantial it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a creek it yeah. feels like you're you're in the middle of some water on a very thin boat mm. yeah that's and so it's beautiful yeah it, it yeah. <laughs> also is gorgeous but it's frightening gorgeous yeah it's frightening when you, it sinks into yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend that part <laughs> at all. <laughs> and then so leading up to the release of the show, you met with you sat down with Hillary and Bill Clinton. Yes. Is that is there is that gonna is that just like a promo video for this or is this so a So that was a, that's essentially a promo yeah. for this. What we ended what ended up happening was they asked me to moderate a conversation with them and they threw out the idea for this of maybe doing some sort of video or what have you. And that week um, Hillary retweeted a story about three historically black churches that had burned down in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and they raised millions of dollars, not just because of Hillary, but also of other people who were retweeting and getting involved. And it was sort of this nice story on the internet of people coming together, taking action, and and righting a wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that happened that week, and we were like, I think that's inspiring. This is a show sort of about activism and watching activists. Maybe they will help me spend a little bit of my own money and and weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. And they were game. And so we nice. sit down and they jump on board and they just immediately start giving me advice as to <laughs> what I should give money to. Mm-hmm. And we put up a couple. They were all real things you could invest in and give money to, but some were more comical than mm-hmm. others. <laughs> but they take them as serious, no matter what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, I got to watch the, the, the moment that like stuck out to me is we found an, a very earnest story about goats that were stuck on an island, I believe mm-hmm. in Kansas. There had been a flood and people were trying to raise money to get the goats off the island mm-hmm. and then to support these goats. I kind of thought we would joke a little bit about goats. Uh-huh. Yeah. But as soon as you bring that up, both of these people are very confident mm-hmm. in their abilities and the things that they know and immediately started talking about the importance of goat's milk <laughs> compared to almond milk. Uh, Secretary Clinton had an entire story about going to Mongolia and watching the women milk the horses and how important that was to the overall wow. economy. And so you're like, oh, you can't just throw something yeah. out with the Clintons. Yeah. They, uh, they they have lived experience. Yeah. You're just slowly putting all your goat joke cards like, yeah. back like, into uh, your pocket. Uh, like, yeah. okay. All right, I guess I won't slight the, the goats in front of uh, Madam Secretary. I thought she was very funny in the video. Yeah, she was though. great. She was yeah. great. I think she's she's often gotten a bad rap for mm-hmm. 
I think she got painted with a, a broad brush years ago about mm-hmm. being stiff or what have you because she oftentimes had to stand up to a lot of people throwing a lot of shit at her. Yeah. And yeah. I think like the video was a great, uh, we spent you know probably 40 minutes filming and talking and very personal, very funny, very smart on every topic that you throw up. And yeah. I think like the time that I got to spend with her there and also interviewing her, like I think in an incredibly thoughtful person the kind of person you would want perhaps in a position of power (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) when you see her you're just like i'm sorry yeah i know (laughs) i think when she read that Mueller report i think she jumped on board with it because i was like we're gonna bring this up i bet she won't do this that Mm -hmm. could be a it's a it's a sore subject yeah but you can tell she was like uh, obviously it is a sore subject but it's also vindication of yeah. a lot of the things she warned people of and so in that moment you could see her she was like yeah i'll read this yeah i'll, yeah. I'll get on told board you. with this yeah <laughs> they fucking yeah. told you people was there anything yeah. you asked them or said to them that they were like mm, no they Next. were no, they were uh they were on game with everything mm-hmm. so they, they were very unguarded in that sense so like when we were doing specifically the video and all of that they they jumped on board talked a lot about stuff uh I think the one thing uh, Secretary Clinton I don't think wanted to eat falafel and President Clinton wanted to eat falafel for almost the rest of the day so that was the one <laughs> major diversion we had the man and, loves falafel yeah I mean falafel's good yeah. mm-hmm. I'll, st- I'll stand by him on yeah, that uh-huh. one you know a non-controversial opinion in my yeah opinion. I think so that we can all get around <laughs> Great. All right, so I feel like that brings us to the end. Yeah. Um, guys, check out Klepper, which will have come out already. Is it every Thursday? Yes, it's every Thursday with a special Memorial Day edition as well. Wow, nice. awesome. So go back if you haven't already, watch the episode that's out, and then set a little reminder mm-hmm. on your phone for the upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Jordan, it was great to see you. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Um, yeah, and we can talk about more notes for my improv Uh, offline I definitely have to we'll talk about finding the game okay great thank you (laughs) bye thanks for coming in Betches